last two years, I was making 100 plus a year. The last two years of my grandfather's life, I was making 100 plus a year, and all I got to show is club pictures and going to see him once or twice. I got to live with that shit for the rest of my life. And that ain't an easy pill to swallow. Because that was my God. But I'm thankful that God allowed him to be around as long as he did. I'm also thankful that God allowed me to see some of the flaws in his armor. Because he, to me, he was the best ever. As I've gotten older, I realized that. Man, I really died, bro. Yes, sir. What are we talking about today? Um, it's the culture. Um, it's black people, my own minorities, whatever you want to call it. We've been um, born into survival mode. We was brought over here in survival mode for you know however many years ago we got over here um, through the slavery, through Jim Crow, um, through now. Um, even with the police brutality, modern day slavery too. Let's not modern that. day slavery. You know what I'm saying? And we didn't get into this before, but it is made for us to not get small business loans, but to be able to get student loans and vehicle loans. Oh, yeah. Uh, every, hey, the whole, the whole system is set up for us to be in the position that we're in now. Yes, we can't, every, we can't get home loans and we can't get business loans. But right but we now, can get everything else. right now, right now, even with bad credit, a black you person could, a, could get a whatever car home. you want, whatever one. If you could be the, you would be dumb as a box of rocks and get that student loan quicker than, quicker than they bring out Chipotle bowls. And I ain't even gonna get into student loans because you didn't do your homework to realize that paying the back is going to be even, not even triple what you would have even potentially had the potential of making. Before you took out the student loan, you should have seen the potential of what you could truly make in that job to see if it was worth the ratio. Yeah, and and not you know we we get man we ain't getting out time. I get passionate about that shit, bro. Yeah, like college college ain't a scam to a certain extent. It's a scam. Um, no, no, it's it's a, it can be a scam if you're not going and, to college for if you're not going to school for X Y Z, you wasting your time. Well, what is X Y Z, Chris? The people don't know. If you ain't like if you ain't going to school to be a doctor, okay. a lawyer, okay, um, IT, okay, That's like. It. If you you need to know what realm. Hold on, hold on. Before you go any further, that's it. If you're yeah, okay. going in for medical or tech, and I'm not, no disrespect to anything other than our, our educators. Uh, I like I like I like our educators, bro. I, I respect the teachers. I respect the educators, but what they pay to learn how to educate don't pay them back. So, yeah, what they were. Come on, man. We can hold a class at Hudson University. We can hold a class to see what it costs to be an educator as far as education purposes in college and what they make yearly, how long it takes to break even. Come on, stop playing. And listen, and they can make a hundred times that if they create their own course and sell it on their own line. So do do they really need to go to school for that? (laughs) Okay. I'm just just I'm asking the question. Don't get me wrong. I I respect educators to the utmost fullest because not only are you teaching a curriculum that is broken, you're also dealing with badass kids. Our kids. Ain't no mine. I say that to say I respect every educator because I am a product of great educators. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Renee, and coaches. Yeah, Renee Liferidge. 
last name is Frazier now. She got married. One of my great teachers. Miss Booth, one of my great teachers. Miss Bell, one of my great teachers. Uh, Mac T. Hines III, a principal at Williams Middle School who saved me when I should have went to alternative school, a great educator. So I have nothing bad ever to say about an educator. But what I would say is that the price that they pay for our student loans go and what they could potentially make in their earnings does not equate. And and we have to leave that out there because yeah. I respect I feel like that I've developed because, you know, I, had, I didn't use, I didn't know how to talk to people. I still struggle sometimes. But I feel like I've developed a skill set to be able to teach and educate. But I would never put myself into a public school system and put a situation where if I wanted to charge for what I'm teaching and where they can hold me to a particular uh, salary because you can't pay me enough to teach. You know what I'm saying? I would teach what I know for free before I let them pay me 40000 a year. Come on, stop playing mm-hmm. Because you know your worth. I know my worth, and then it's like, bro, I'm paying a hundred thousand to learn all this to make forty, thirty a year. It don't make sense. It don't make sense. And you know what they sell people on? They sell people on. You only gonna work one hundred and eighty-one days a year, man. Them one hundred eighty-one, one hundred eighty-two days be hell. Kids is bad. Super. But, but man, that was beautiful. Know. That was a beautiful intro. That was like the best intro ever. Hey, it was. It's just real spill. Listen, bro. We if, you, better, if you in tech, if you in tech, and if you in medical. I'm talking about IT. Can you crack a computer? Can you put some software on? Are you aligned with the metaverse? Or can you operate on my foot? Can you operate on my heart? Can you operate on my chest? Can you deliver can a baby? You, that, can that, you save me from going to prison? Can you save me? Can you save me from going to prison? If you can do those things, you are very marketable. If you're going and paying student loans right now for a business administration degree, you're wasting your you're time. You're wrong. You're wrong. I won't say that you're wrong, but if you're paying a student loan for that portion, you, yeah, you're definitely setting yourself up for failure. I mean, but even if you're getting a scholarship, if you're getting if a scholarship, but if you're getting a scholarship and that's something that you really want to be in in the field, is different because you have earned the scholarship to go to school for whatever you choose to go to. Yeah, if you're coming I, I, out I of pocket, that. I or know pay- that. Yeah, yeah, I, I still agree part. with you. I still agree with you, though. But like, just not just a business degree. Like, you don't. You know, you get something project management, get contract, like go in more in debt, go yeah. more in debt with you, go more in tune with yourself and find something deeper than just that general title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Don't just go for a business administration degree. Everybody goes for a business administration degree. Yeah. Go don't in for a, something that's going to be lined up. But shout out to everybody that's getting scholarship. If you get a scholarship yeah. at the end of the day, go to school, whatever your heart desires, because you're not paying yeah. for it. But if you go get mm-hmm. a student loan and you go get a student loan for a business degree and something that does not. So people go pay 80000 in student loans for at the top end of that career, they make sixty grand. It doesn't make sense because you're not going to start out at sixty. If it's the top end, you're not going to get to that 60 to like six years of experience. But you're not going to get that experience because nobody's going to hire you. Come on, man. Don't start me on this fucking college shit, man. Like Nobody's going to hire you because you don't have the experience. So right now I have four degrees, two associates, one bachelor's, one master's. I'm going to get any job I want with any of those realms because of my 20 years of experience of running multi-million dollar projects and billion dollar projects and, you know, putting together a team to build uh, air conditioning for a hangar in the Air Force or... I'm gonna get the the job off of that experience, and then I have the extra qualification for the education. But if I came straight out with the same education I had without the experience of being in in the military, I'm not gonna get that job. Come on, stop playing. Granted, the Air Force paid for all my education. That's the reason why I got it. I would have never went to school for all that shit if I had to pay for it or get a student loan. You crazy? You crazy as hell? 
Any, yeah, back, yo, let's, that, that goes right into what we're talking about. Let's play offense and not defense, yo. How you feel about that, yo? Like we said, back to slavery, it's survival mode. It's, and I can point out a hundred different ways how we in survival mode. And number give us, one, give us we, one. We, we scared to invest our money. Okay. I call my pops right now. He got money in the bank or he got money, you know, in the house hidden somewhere. He got to see it. He got to touch it. He got to count it every day. And that's that's a hint of survival mode because old Mister Mister Charles, who works at at the dealership, he got a set amount of money in that emergency fund. Everything else he invested trying to make it grow. Facts. He so. looking he looking way past his lifetime. He looking way past this old way of living that we that we came up on. Preach. And and that's just survival mode because when my pops was a kid. He was on government assistance. My grandmother had no money. So that's all he know. He said, I can't go back to that. And the only way he know how to get money is 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 his millennial. My pops, he don't know about making money off this iPhone like I do. All he know is I'm going to go to work. I'm going to play a little poker. And if I can, I'm going to flip something off the street. Or I'm going to buy something from the bookies and I'm going to sell it. You know what I'm saying? And totally, you're not, not saying nothing that's gonna get them locked up, are you? Nah. We don't do no snitching <laughs> over here. This is a no snitch environment. But we ain't no you know, that's the that's the only way he know. Well, that's the same with me, right? So, and, and ultimately, and, I mean, you 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 fall under that too. Like, yeah, I don't want to go back and forth. I don't want to make this an episode of parenting because I can't tell anyone how to parent their kids. But I will tell you this, and Chris is my witness, and God is my witness. I listened to Brother Jake's the other day in the gym. He was talking about uh, building for expansion, right? And what he said was a couple things, yo. One, he said the things that he learned as a kid growing up will never help him in real life because he has enough money to not do that. He also said he was the baby of all of his brothers and sisters. And at the time he was born, he was on the other side of when mom and dad were doing better, where they were buying properties, where they were investing money. His brothers and sisters don't want to hear nothing he has to say because they didn't see that part growing up. This is crazy. This is 1930, 40 type Jones, right? Um, and think about that, yo. Let, let, let's just let that marinate. What you see as a kid is what ultimately decides or emulate how do you respond. When mm-hmm. when Jay LaBug get to a certain extent, a certain age, I'm talking young too, six, seven, eight. She's probably going to be riding with me to business meetings where we're talking about. And, and I'm going to go on the whim. Million dollar deals. We're going to be, she's going to be right there and I'm going to tell people, I got my daughter with me today. She's only eight, but she's going to be sitting in rooms where we're discussing million dollar deals. And, and that's going to change her whole outlook on what she's worth and the way that she looks at money, the way that she looks at business, the way that she values herself. And she's going to realize that my pops had me a million dollar meeting. You can't pay me this amount of money because I got too much game. You can't talk to me any kind of way. You can't talk to me any kind of way. So I'm going to tell you a and, secret. And and it's coming back to me right now. And you know what? 
I'm gonna tell you, man, things happen for a reason. She sleep right now on my chest, so my brain is really in a different mode, right? But I remember my dad, 3G transport, my dad, my grandfather, and the third G was me. Now I had no money invested, I had nothing, right? My dad bought a truck. He did a uh, owner operator with Jones Trucking and R Trucking for my grandfather to drive because they was treating the company driver like trash. And I always used to ask my dad, who's the third G? He'd be like, that's you. Is it? He's like, yeah. I said, I don't see no money off of it. He's like, nah. <laughs> Some of that stuff you got come from 3G Trucking, right? But my father, I don't know if he did it on purpose or not. He started taking me to the meetings. We talking, bro. I'm talking I was young, 11, 12, 10, 13, something like that. When the truck needed maintenance and my dad had to go foot that bill and go check on the truck to make sure it was getting treated right, guess who was right there with him? You was. When he went to our trucking or Jones trucking because the check wasn't cut on time or something was short, guess who was right there with him? So at that level, I remember my dad looking me in my face and telling him I was the third G in 3G transport. And it always stuck with me because I'm like, yo, I'm a part of something. This is my business. He gave me ownership of something that I had no equity in. I was just living off of the name. Now, granted, my grandfather health failed. We found a new driver. Driver sucked. You know how the story go with CDLs and trucking. And I'm learning even more now. Drivers jump from company to company, even if you treat them great, right? But imagine that effect that it had on me. And you see that now because you deal with me on a day-to-day basis. You deal with me on an hourly basis because we'll go talk every hour till we sleep. No homo. Right? That really stuck with me that, nigga, at 10, I was a business owner. My daddy told me my name was on 3G Transport Incorporated. And I've always conducted myself from that perspective. I used to go to Jones Trucking and say, how y'all doing? I'm Ron Graham's son. I'm probably like 14 at this point, 15. I used to drive with a permit. It was right up the road. I'm here to collect a check for 3G at Transport. Ronald Graham is my name. Now, back in that time, and it ain't that far. It was only 16 years ago. Everybody got paid in checks. So I could take the check from 3G Trucking, from R Transport to Jones Transport, go to Bank of America. As long as they didn't put a middle name on it, because me and my dad is both Ronald Graham, I would cash the checks for him. Take the money back home. Let my mama do the books. Come on, stop playing. Like I've been, I've been groomed to be the way that I am. Um, this ain't like I just didn't start in March. So I literally been cashing checks. It was just my daddy checks, but that gave me that exposure that I needed because I was looking at some of them checks and them checks was nice even back then. Um, but what I want to say all that to say is you got to play offense, yo. Can I go? Can I go into storytelling again? Oh yeah, we listening, bro. We here. <laughs> All right, so listen. And for the record, I tried to get Big Graham on the show, and he told me I did not give him a pre uh, synopsis of what questions I would ask him. So he <laughs> respectfully declined to join. But listen, we, my dad was a uh, investigator for the sheriff's office when I, far as I can remember. Now he was in the Marines when I was a baby, baby missed a lot of my growing up, et cetera, et cetera, whatever. But I remember the transition from poor to almost middle class. And when that happened, he went into straight of offense. When I say offense is this, he was at the steel mill. 
So the steel mill where he was working at, at the time, we're talking early 2000s, maybe late 90s. Pop was making about 900 at a minimum to 1400 a week. Right? That's a week. That's unheard of these days. There's people right now that's making 1100 every other week and feel like they're doing something. If he had $1,000 a week, it was a bad week. This is just a minimum. I ain't talking about the maximum. He was working Panama shift. So I would say your upbringings make a difference, right? My pop was dirt poor growing up, lived in a hotel before he joined the military, right? I got to get him on the show. I don't know. Chris, what we got to do to get him on the show, man? I got to hit that cash app. Me and you just going to have to hop in the car and get, catch him in his comfort zone and just have our equipment right because he's going to be cooking. He's going to be cleaning. He might get on the lawnmower while we mid-conversation. <laughs> like the dude different, yo. But peep it, right? Um, I remember the transition. So my dad was working Panama shift. As a kid, I didn't know what the hell that meant, but he worked at Newcore Steel Mill. Newcore Steel was what I wanted to do coming out of high school. I felt like I could be live and be rich and work at the steel mill. Granted, the steel mill, you work hard. Pop used to come home every day from work and wring his clothes out from sweat and heat because he was working around all that steel, which was at about eight to a thousand degrees because they actually made steel, like made it from scratch. They would take all your old washing machines and all that, crumble it up, burn it and roll it through the steel plant he was in the roll mill where he made steel steel beams and shit he made it right long story short either way 12 hour shifts panama shift come home he wring all his clothes out change clothes and hop into the dump truck that he had and me and him go pour a concrete driveway or go pour a rock driveway i say all that to say that he played offense he didn't allow new core steel to be his only source of income only thing he did was every income that he made it was a active income situation we was in the dump truck my grandfather was in the big semi or the dump truck. Me and him was pouring concrete. Uh, hell, he sell food all the time now. You know what I'm saying? Like, so his brain set is set on uh, active income, but still income. Like pop killing. You feel me? So, and I'm teaching him and learning him is that, that we can make the same money without you being out all day and night. Now he's never going to stop. He's different. Pop missed Thanksgiving dinner. He gave me some bullshit excuse, but he really was just trying to sell some food in the mall during Black Friday. But that's the kind of hustler in him. So you know the hustler in me. But me, I'm going to say, man, shit, the hell with that money. I'm going to go enjoy some time. But he's had, I can't make him transition to that. You know what? I did something great. I talked him into taking at least like one Saturday off a month about a year ago. and He did it. And it, he called me like three times that weekend. Like, thank you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But all he know is go because he's played offense for so long. Because if you play defense, nothing comes out of playing defense. Because what? They train us to do what they, they train us to do. And nothing against the educators because they're just in a system that is bigger than them. The whole system yeah. is flawed. They want you to go to school from 7 to 4. When you get out of school, they want you to go to college. But you're going to pay for college. And then when you leave college, even if you don't have student loans, the jobs that are set up for you are set up for you to work. To be a worker. To be a worker. Nothing in the U.S. Constitution or the way of life that we know it is set up for you to liberate yourself from freedom, from slavery into freedom. Slavery ain't dead. Never was. It is disguised. It's hidden in student loans and debt. But I say all that to say is that you can liberate yourself depending on your hustle. Hustle smarter. My daddy is hustling. I wouldn't necessarily say he's hustling smarter. 
My dad is and, what separates me from my dad, and he's the greatest ever. Probably the greatest hustler in the books. Probably top one, three. How they had a LeBron and Michael Jordan goat conversation? We probably go Michael and Kobe because they're the same, right? Me and my dad mm-hmm. would be the Michael and Kobe. It'd be always debatable. Thing about my dad is he's not gonna put anybody in place to run anything because he doesn't trust them. He has trust issues. And that comes from what we talking about survival. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, he gonna work and not complain about working, right? But when you grow up in survival and when you're taught survival, you only know one thing and you have trust issues. And this is not my father, but let's let's switch it back to real life. People who have a position to make more money and they get into the offensive mode, they never really flourish to the top of their potential because they have trust issues and they're scared to let someone else either run their business, get involved in their business, or they don't want to give anyone a cut. Because when you raise on survival, you raise on whatever I make is mine. F everybody else. And what you say, what you told me on the phone, Jake say, what he say about the money? He said you make a make a hundred percent. Before Jake said this, I've said this numerous times. Can I at least get an amen on that? Let me, let me hear what you say. What you say? My, so what I said, I'm gonna say it verbatim. Man, a nigga would rather make a hundred percent of fucking nothing than to cut a nigga ten percent to make a hundred thousand. I said that verbatim. What Jake said is that some people will make, some people are okay with making 100% of $100 instead of making 10% of a million dollars because of trust issues. And I've seen that in my life. I, I can name situations. I won't name it out of respect for the parties involved. There's situations right now to where I could, I've potentially tried to help someone get to a better situation, but they didn't want to cut anybody in on a deal because of trust issues, because of survival. Because they don't realize that it's easier to build a team. Building a team is yeah. what gets you where you want to be. And teamwork makes the dream work. If you want to go far, you know, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, build a team. And this is just not only for business purposes, not this only life. for profitable. This is life, man. This is us as a people coming together. Like to, ultimately... To, to we end, ain't even tripping end. on no dollar bills at Hustle Smarter. We don't, we don't make, yeah. we're, we're a non-profit right now. We ain't made anyway. no money off this shit, bro. We just spitting. But when I talk about the truth of building a team, when we do do things for profit, I don't know if he has the confidence yet, but I have the trust in him where I know Hustle Gang can run something without me. That's a fact. Confidence is another thing. Now, I've been confident my whole life, motherfucker. I've been the top of the top even before I knew what the hell to say. But that's just something I was just different, right? That's nothing a personal personality hit. But when I say building a team, it's me and him right now. Everything I'm telling you or doing right now or the shows or the episodes we got coming up or the classes we got coming up, I know he has the ability to run them himself. The confidence to do it itself and not feel like he's fucking up, that's on him. That's something he got to do on his own. But me personally, I can literally say, I ain't running a day school. Hustle Gang is. Now, he got to let his nuts drop and not and get over and get out of his own way so his confidence can let it rock. But I personally believe in him because if I didn't believe in him being able to do it, I wouldn't rock with him. And ultimately, what we're going to do is what we're going to do. We're going to build. We're going to have a little hustle gang, a little gram, and disrespectfully, because I ain't want nobody to be a little me unless they came out of me or came from me. That's how you build a team. That's how a brand gets built. I was talking to the niggas about trucking. I was in there like how Diddy was talking to them cats on that Ross album. <laughs> Y'all want to be roaches? You know what I'm saying? 
because on the same breath, your JB Hunts, your Schneiders, your TQLs was not one person. It was a group of men, probably not our complexion, who said, let's all make something great. And everybody put everybody in position to be great. Now they billion dollar industries. And here we are building small companies to try to tap into that billion dollar industry. Shout out to NSC Trucking. You see what I'm saying? That's the shit I'm on. It takes a team. It takes a village to raise a child. Let them tell it. But at the end of the day, as black people, we can't always be worrying about raising a child because we can't raise a child if we in survival mode. If we stressed out about got our shit together. If we stressed out about every bill that come in and we wasting every dollar that come in, how can we raise a child to grow up into a prosperous mindset? Because when you're in survival mode, you only think of survival. When you're in survival mode and you see somebody that look like you who's always been in survival mode, you don't want to listen to what they have to tell you, a.k.a. hustle smarter. Nobody will listen to them young black brothers. But if we was in white suits and we was named Joel Osteen and Joel Osteen Jr., they would listen to us. We and sell they probably, it. Hey, we sell, it. we sell it cups of water. Come on, man. Stop. Oh, 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 Peter Popoff. You know what I'm saying? Niggas is really buying this month miracle water. Come on. Stop playing, yo. But <laughs> because they don't look like the person that you've always seen while you've been in survival mode, you're going to take your chance and spend your last because you believe in them to where the brothers who not necessarily made it out, but who have it. We ain't made it out monetarily. We made it out mentally, mentally, yeah. mentally. We ain't trapped mentally. We ain't slaves. Our money and, might not have caught up with our mindset yet. Cause I'm going to tell you niggas, listen, I'm not where I want to be yet. And, and that's why. And I, we talked about it. Like, you know, we got the website coming out, whatever. And I wrote like the bio, like that's what I was tapping into. Yeah. Niggas, niggas don't want to feel me. Because I ain't telling them I got an X amount of money for what we talking about. Your boy said so something earlier. He said they'll sell you on the lifestyle because they don't have nothing to show for it. Yeah. I'm going to sell you on the lifestyle. If you want to see the bank statements, I'll show you that too. That ain't really my thing. That don't mean shit. I'm preaching what I'm living. I don't do I'm bad pre- I'm deals. I'm preaching what I'm living. I'm being transparent yeah. on the shit I'm, I'm giving you about. my. I'm pouring out my heart and soul yeah. on this track. Yeah. Nigga, we ain't talking about nothing. That me or you haven't been through or witnessed. I'm, I never we will. You no dream. We ain't selling you no dream. We ain't telling you no get rich king. Everything in here is a marathon. When we started nice talking about the stocks, who did I bring on? The gold of stocks in my book. This is a, this is a this is a turtle race, and you know what I'm saying. Everybody looking for entertainment, but this ain't for entertainment purposes. This is educational purposes. This is life lessons. That's facts. Because so, at the end of the day, y'all, y'all niggas, y'all niggas keep not sharing this shit. Keep listening. Oh, here you bro. go, it's man. Okay. I'm about to cut you off now. You about to? <laughs> I'm just saying, like this mindset. Well, you got to think of this, bro, and you have to think of it this way. And this is the way I think of it. All right, this is another episode. Support, right? We can't get caught up into that. Because you I'm know what I proved to myself and what you've proved numerous times? Everybody see it. Dealing with finances and dealing with money and helping people with money, it's a sensitive subject. So people it's are not going to comment and say, I learned that from you because I was rocked. People are not going to... The, the nature of the avenue... The nature of the business. Yeah, the nature of what we're in and the lane that we're in, we not going to... Like, for little bro to post all that he posted when I helped him, that was That's big. big. Yeah. And I ain't, say, I, ain't, I ain't call him and say, can you drop some dimes on me? He felt that from his heart because he knew where we were staying. And he doing 10 times better than me because he listened to me when I was still learning. You see what I'm saying? 
the nature of what we're doing, we're not going to get that pure far as comments, shares and likes. We probably going to get because we spit in the real. But at the end of the day, I get if I post me right now with this mic beside me and these light facing the other way with my daughter in my arm sleep, mouth wide open, I'm going to get 500 likes. I'm going to put my daughter went to work with me today. She wouldn't let me put me down, put her down. I'm going to get 500 views, 500 likes. But if I post just the picture of the iPad up with the system up, I'm going to get six likes and three shares. And me and you going to be two of them shares. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, this is I'm OK with that because I'm still going to do what I need to do to get to where I need to be. Oh, um, man, did we even hit the thing? Ultimately, uh, ultimately, maybe we didn't stay on the right topic, but it still evolves to what we got to play offense. We are programmed to work a nine to five program to put in your 401k for program to work and, and, and hope you can get two weeks of vacation. That's what we program to do. That's playing defense. Defense is basically saying, I'm going to live my life the way they told me to live. And then hopefully it works out for me, but we playing offense. We playing offense. We do. We going to uh, determine our own. We're going we gonna to blaze our own trail. Mm-hmm. The air force pay good. And when I really look at the numbers, they don't pay good enough. They pay good. Now, I ain't, like I always say all the time, bro, I ain't want them to take my feet from under me. This shit, easy money. They pay good. But you was on the meeting the other day. You see where the company's headed with the trucking. You see the pieces I put in place to make sure that not only is it passive income, but it is actually income on a consistent basis. And now I have the knowledge to take that income. The old me would take that extra money and go purchase things. And go fuck it off. Yeah. Now I have the knowledge to take that income and do other things. I ain't even looking at spending none of this money I make on the next two, three years. Because ultimately, if I spend every dollar I make from the side for the next year or two, I'm not going to be able to liberate myself from slavery. And I'm not a slave right now. Because eh, if I got exiled today, all I got is a house note. I have no excessive debt. I have no credit. I have no car notes. All I got to do is pay for my house note, lights, insurance. That's all I got. I don't have a a, a Boscow's bill. I don't have a Belk's bill. I don't have an Apple bill. I don't have a car bill. I don't have another car bill. Nigga, I got a house, insurance for my vehicles, and my vehicles are all under liability now. If you hit them, they pay for it. I don't care. Hopefully, you wreck them off and total them so I can get paid. Um, Because of my knowledge, it allowed me to liberate myself. Now everything else is extra. Now I can make this extra five grand a month on a side hustle and blow it. But if you do five times 12, that's 60. That's 60 in a year. If I sit down for one year, spend none of that five, I can buy a semi truck. I probably can buy a nice down payment on an apartment complex. It's so much I can do with that capital because now I can capitalize on opportunities. That comes from a mindset standpoint. I ain't rich in my pocket. I don't know what people consider rich. People are going to consider me rich from where I grew up at because I'm doing better than maybe what we know used to. But to the level to where I really want to be at, I want to lose $300,000 a day in the stock market and laugh about it. I ain't at that level. You see what I'm saying? I ain't, that's my level I want to be at. I ain't at that level. You feel me? I'm working toward getting that level. In my relationship with money because I have money and I'm not pressed for money and I don't suffer from financial PTSD and I'm not checking for every fucking bill. Because of the level that I'm at, if I lose a couple of dollars, it don't bother me. And because that doesn't bother me, I'm able to take more chances. 
Yeah, when your when your money right, bro, you, your vision clear. We talking make, right now. We ready to drop some better, things on better, something different. Better better decisions. You know what I'm saying? You and we're not better. we're not attached to the dollar. Not attached to the money. If we make that, you're play, not thinking about oh oh. If this don't go wrong, I'm fucked. If this go wrong, I'm fucked. I can't get it back. If we don't make that play, if we make that play that we talking about, where well, we both gonna have to put up roughly. PVP money, that twenty ball, <laughs> right? If we put that together and to make the play that we're looking at right now, I'm not saying we jumping into it to lose it because we did all our research, but when we put that money together to make that move, we can deal with the rough portion of it not working out right away because we one already got money coming in, two is not our main source of income. And three, it is a play that's going to eventually make us money as long as patient plays out. But most mm-hmm. of our people don't have the patience to make that play out because they cannot. There's people right now that can't give you $400 toward an investment that can make them 10000 because we can't, we can't afford to have the patience. Yeah. I said, can't afford yo. it. I said, yo. Our, our, brain can't, our brain can't comprehend investments and return percentages over a year span. Anything that ain't get rich quick scheme is a fucking waste of time if you ain't it's niggas right now that will buy a lottery ticket before they invest their money bro on a weekly and a monthly basis because it's a it's a hope it's a pipe dream you know what we won't have to end this episode man because you brought up lottery tickets god bless his soul he the greatest man i ever dealt with my grandfather my grandfather during his last days i speak on this a lot I won't say his last days. It was probably the last couple of years. And he always played a lottery his entire life. But now that I know money and knew where he really stand at, he spent his last years hoping that that lottery ticket could get him some bread. And this is his golden years. This is his 70s. Where yeah. he it changed the trajectory of his life and your life. And you know what I'm saying? God, God forbid or God willing, my 70s and his 70s are going to be totally different. My and, <laughs> yeah, bro, and and I really think like people not tapping into like that third tier of life or even that second tier, the golden years. Yeah, like we 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 too stuck in the current, and how we going like how how can we prepare for the future, bro? Like I don't think niggas is thinking about the future, bro. Well, we say this a lot, Yolo. You only live once, and we make a lot of excuses for bad decisions, but you're gonna be older a lot more than you're going to be younger. Yeah. Jada Kid said that. I don't remember what song that was. I'll find that. Yeah, huh? <laughs> Jada Kid said that. I'll be by your side. Yeah, that's the song. Anyway, you're going to be older a lot more than you're going to be younger. When you were hitting the 40s and 50s, you shouldn't be worrying about stuff you was worrying about at 20s. 40s and 50s, you should be at your kid's graduation. You know that break my heart. Be. You know that break my heart to talk about my grandfather like that. Not talk about should. him, but it was a fact. And I still wholeheartedly believe that everything happened for a reason. Because I looked up to him so much because my respect for him was so high. And I still feel like he talked to me every day. And I'm remembering. I was young then though, bro. And I told you the things that changed my life. Not even him not being able to do what he wanted to do. Me making a hundred plus a year and not having enough money for a plane ticket to go visit him when his health started failing. That changed my life. I never wanted to be in that position again. 
I don't want none of my parents or family members to go out on bad health terms. But right now, if my dad called me and said, yo, I need you tomorrow, pull up, and I couldn't, wasn't in driving distance, if I wasn't in driving distance, I'm catching a flight. That's financial freedom. That's freedom. That's, 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 that's breaking the chains of what the hell we used to. I don't got to check shit. Even if I put it on a credit card, I have the cash to pay the credit card right back off. I'm going to put it on a credit card because I'm going to get the points. But I'm only able to get the points because I handle my credit very uh, selectively. You feel what I'm saying? That that changed my life, yo. When my grandfather was on his last days, and we don't ever know how much time we have left. I may have visited him like twice out of like seven phone calls. I wanted to be at every phone call. And then me and my dad, my, my grandfather, we built so tough to where when it got real bad, nobody even really much called me. Because at that point, they knew I would do anything to get there. Which I didn't like that either. That's the topic for another day. Nothing I really, and there's still some skeletons I got to talk to and, and do with myself. But man, that shit hurt, yo. To think, man, the last two years I was making a hundred plus a year. The last two years of my grandfather's life, I was making a hundred plus a year, and all I got to show is club pictures and going to see him once or twice. I got to live with that shit for the rest of my life, and that ain't an easy pill to swallow. Cause that was my guy. But I'm thankful that God allowed him to be around as long as he did. I'm also thankful that God allowed me to see some of the flaws in his armor. Because he, to me, he was the best ever. As I've gotten older, I realized that. Man, Grandpa really died broke. He might he was rich in spirit. He was had a great mindset. But when it comes to financial... 70 plus doing whatever you want to do he really wasn't living like that and life expectancy life expectancy ain't doing nothing but increasing three score ten if you make 70 plus at his age you was doing it so why the fuck would i want to be i mean we already gonna have our health failing at that age as an older person at least i can have some money at least i can have some money i got another grandfather right now i got another grandfather right now papa frank love papa frank to death I don't know his financial situation, but he can't live how I want to live at seven. Um, ain't nothing you can do. You can't go back in time, but all you can do is learn. And that's the whole purpose. Learn learn from those who came before you and and maneuver how you need to. Yeah, man. And the ultimate goal is to close the bridge between the generational wealth. The ultimate goal is to set up your kids for success and so their kids can be set up for success. It's, it's as simple as that. You ain't thinking like that. You can't even be around me, bro. Yeah. If you thinking like a regular, a regular slave nigga, you can't be around me, bro. Yeah. Bro, I'm about to drop a tear thing about Pop, boy. You know, that's my guy, man. Grandfather, my guy, yo. And it was crazy how I put it all together. Like, here I am making all this money and don't have nothing to go see him. And here he is on his last days and he... You know, because you, you know the last days like two, three years, and it, he couldn't do nothing he wanted to do. But be sick. Yeah. And, and, him and, and, and him and my dad arguments came from money. Mm-hmm. As in, I'm getting, yeah, okay. getting my social security oh. check. Nigga, give me some lottery tickets. My dad, like, nah, nigga. And then I'm just on the outside looking in like, dad, you treating grandpa bad. You see what I'm saying? It's just... 
Man, it's crazy. And, and ultimately, ultimately, if we can free ourselves from the slaves, the slave which is 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 working past which a which a working age is, now we have that time to spend with our our, our, our ones that are closest to us. Because that's ultimately time is the most expensive thing in the world. If we can get that, if we can, if we can, if we can cultivate our time and get the most out of it, so that we can spend the ones the time with those we love, That's then, all then we free. Time is your greatest we, currency. We time has no inflation. Time is if no you working, listen, listen, bro. If you working from eighteen all the way to sixty five, how much time do you really spend with your kids or your parents? How much time? Not a lot. Nine to five is average work time. That's 40 hours a week. How much time? Now you got five hours after you get off work to spend the time that you with the ones that you love, but you don't got because now you got to clean. Now you got to cook. Now the kids going to bed on time because they got to wake up in the morning. And on the weekend, now you're tired. You're trying to catch up on sleep because you got to go back to work. Yeah. Can we really, can we really, can we really just do our fucking budget? And can we really do our budget so we can have money to capitalize on investments so that we can make more money? So now that we can free up our time to spend the time that we want to spend and the way we want to spend it. Can we take our kids to Disney World? Can we take our kids out the country? Without uh, we really it should on get the numbers. Card. We really should get the numbers of how many black people actually been outside of America, bro. Fuck how many black people how many people been outside their state? Out they state, out they city. Listen. Go ahead. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Can we can we really paint this picture, bro? Can, can we, really... we do it without my only my only wish? He already no, gave you the we... game. Can we do it without we... going in debt for it? Can you can we budget your money to the side? Home. Can you budget your money to the side and pay for it? Or put it on a cause I don't we're gonna have another episode on the leveraging of credit. If we we can leverage the credit. If you we do can. put it on credit, can you pay it off when we the do it the right way? Can you do it? You pay off the bills. Because we can teach y'all the game. We can get y'all where y'all getting the hotels and the flights for free. Exactly. But you got to be able to pay to that, that shit point. off and not go in debt. To get to that point, we got to get to that point. Man, listen, this was a great episode, yo. Play offense, man. I'm over here like. I gotta get off the mic, yo. I might start crying. Like I start every time I think about my grandfather, it just break me down, yo. Cause it's real though. It was so many life lessons in one, and we ain't even talking about like the great whatever, yo. We out, man. Play offense, man. Unprogram yourself. Figure out what works for you. Figure out where you want to be in life. I'm gonna tell you right now. Going to college for five years, paying student loans ain't gonna get you where you want to be. Figure out what works for you. Be great. Play offense. Let's stop sitting back and just being conservative. Let's be aggressive. Be working on Hustle Smarter with Hustle Gang. Chris is already changing my family tree. And it don't stop. I just, because I'm not financially scrapped to paying bills and dying, I got so many, so much time to think about more ways to make more money. The stock market is going to make, you know, man, I'm out, yo. Yeah, you got anything? This concludes another episode of the Hustle Lounge Podcast. We'll catch you next time.